0: Hello. You are, you are listening, listening to, to The Carol Connection, Connection with your, your host, Jared, Jared Carroll.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Carol Connection. I am your host, Jared Carroll, here to bring you guys another great episode. So, I, I did want to take a chance to shout out last week's episode, episode 33, with Cami Garabian. She was fantastic. She's a shot put thrower at Harvard University. She came on the podcast, talked about her experience playing football from Pop Warner through high school and just women empowerment and stuff in general. Like It was a great conversation. So if you haven't had the chance to check that out, please do at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major listening platforms. So switching to today, I am with my number one supporter of the podcast. Jeff LePage. oh how you doing Jared glad to have you man like I like I said the number one supporter of my podcast always sharing my stuff like I'm super appreciative to the fact that you post that stuff and you share it with like your followers and your friends and family like that means the world to me when people share my content and like share the stuff that I'm posting like I'm trying to push a positive message so like when you receive that and you always give me like some feedback that's like huge for me you know like I really love that and appreciate that
0: yeah absolutely bro um I really like supporting your podcast. I think you' got a really good thing going here. This is incredible, Dude, like you have no idea. like i I know at least ninety percent of the names that have been that have come out on this podcast, but I haven't talked to any of them. And just to hear those stories, it's incredible because it's like, oh, I remember that from high school or I've seen them around. but like actually being able to listen to them, it was incredible. And I love walking in as many shoes as possible. And I just think it's incredible what you got going on here, and it's your thing, and I feel like everybody should support. I guess in quotes the yeah. local business or the <laughs> local thing going on and dude I just like what you got going on here yeah dude. And I think you've had some great guests
1: thank you thank you so usually I kind of start off the podcast with kind of having you introduce yourself so kind of tell everyone who you are and what you've been up to
0: all right so my name is Jeff Page I'm uh born in Providence Rhode Island raised in Seaconk, Massachusetts I grew up went to high school with Jared a couple of years long, younger than him. Um, I just turned 23 years old. I'm a little nervous right now, not gonna lie. And we just had a good conversation for like 45 minutes before this, but I'm still a little nervous. But um, I just graduated in May from Bridgewater State University with a bachelor's in science psychology. And uh, I'm in the process right now of applying to grad school to go back to Bridgewater for my master's in clinical psychology. And uh, and that's really what I'm up to right now. It's all I got going on and it's incredible.
1: Yeah, dude, awesome. So usually the first kind of portion of the podcast is usually directed towards like family stuff and like your upbringing and things like that. So you want to just kind of touch upon that for a little bit for me?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we grew up in the same town. We kind of have the same experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, We grew up in just this incredible town with incredible people and incredible school system in Massachusetts. And I couldn't be more blessed to have grown up in the family I grew up in. I grew up the youngest child of three brothers. Mm -hmm. So I got to see good and bad things come out of my family and I got to like sit back and watch. And then make better decisions because of that. And I had the support system of my parents who were together, which is incredible. And I just grew up in a standard American middle class Christian values home. And it was just, it was a great experience. And it got me on my feet and it got me moving. And it got me to where I am today and everything that I'm going to be doing and everything I'm already doing right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's always awesome because obviously I have multiple brothers as well. And like, I'm not the youngest. I'm the oldest of my mom. Uh, sons, And it's an interesting thing to, like, be able to look up at your brothers and see what they've gone through and, like, kind of learn from that. Like, what has that meant to you, though, to have be able to look at your brother's experiences through life and be like, okay, that's how they've done it. How can I take that experience, understand that a little bit, and kind of move forward and make the best decision for myself?
0: My brothers have been my role models. Like, my brother, my oldest brother, Jay, he was the first in my family to go to college. And he inspired me to go to college when I don't think I was set on a path to go to college. I didn't think I was the most motivated kid in high school. Um, my brother really inspired me, and so he showed me what I can strive for, and it was just it was just incredible. So that really pushed me to go to college. But um, yeah, my brothers were just my role models. I always felt that I was like shadowing them, mm. and I always felt like for a while when I was a kid I didn't have my own identity because I just wanted mm. to be like my brothers. Like they were just awesome. My brother, my-, my brother John, is so like great at music, like he's musically inclined, like ridiculous. Like if I never had that, like I can't sing like he can or anything like that. And my older brother, Jay was like really good at basketball back in the day. So I always modeled my behavior after him and I wanted to be good at basketball. And then I ended up playing ball on my own in high school. And, but anyways, I always just modeled my behavior after my brothers and I wouldn't choose it to have it any other way to be the, and like being the youngest child. I think it's incredible.
1: Yeah. I think I can relate to that with my oldest brother. I think I kind of went through that own somewhat of, like, an identity crisis a little bit where, like, you see them and you try to be exactly like them almost. Like, that's kind of, like, as a child, sometimes as some of your first role models are your siblings or your parents in that sense. And, like, when you look at them, like, you want to be just like them. Like, my brother got me listening to music. Like, it was, like, Little Wayne, Bob and Millie back in the day, phone home. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember driving in his car. We're just, like, the bass is kicking. Like, we're chilling. <laughs> it's just, oh, Millie, oh, like, a <laughs> Like, that stuff, like has an everlasting impact on like especially a growing like child into teenage years and so on and so forth and like I did want to be like him I definitely had I had ambitions of going into the service like something I was looking towards because he had done it and like I kind of found myself looking back at that experience was like I wasn't being myself that was his path that wasn't my path and like I'm so lucky to be on the path that I am today because like I'm really becoming my own person i'm really coming into my own and i think this podcast isn't a perfect example of that where like i'm kind of evolving into that person who i ultimately want to be and like that's just relating to the fact of just looking at your brothers understanding that they are important to you they have that impact on you and i think that's an awesome experience to touch upon too as you mentioned basketball and just sports in general what kind of impact has that had on you growing up in your youth? Because obviously the town of C-Con has been great for sports for both of us. And, like, we played sports together. We played sports even after our high school years together. So, like, kind of touch upon that a little bit for me.
0: Well, playing sports growing up was always just, like, it wasn't forced on by my family, but it was encouraged. Mm-hmm. So it was more like go out and have fun, build some connections, build some friends, and, like, do what kids are supposed to do. Like, go out and play. You know what I mean? So that I ended up doing that. And for me, basketball and football became my my go-to sports, I guess. I mean, I st- when I was really young, I guess I started in karate, which I really liked, honestly, because I learned like discipline. Yeah, and it was yeah, fun yeah. because I had me and my brother and, and a couple of my friends uh, that we did it together. And that was really fun. I learned a lot of discipline and respect and it just, uh, well, I eventually transitioned into basketball and football. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to be more like masculine man, like play, play more <laughs> tough sports. You know what I mean? So yeah. I ended up getting into football and basketball and uh, basketball became more of my niche. Like, I didn't really like football that much, and I kind of wanted to sit here and talk to you about football, because I know you were Mr. Football, yeah, and you were you were a role model for me, because you were a couple years older than me, and I remember you were just doing big things out there, and I was like, oh, I'm on the freshman team, like, not doing big things, but, like, you always inspired me, dude, and, and I want to actually talk about football for a little bit, if you want.
1: Yeah, let's get into it, yeah, like, I think, one, I appreciate you even saying that, like, For for the folks that do listen that are from the town that do know me, like, shit, football is everything to me. (laughs) Like, that was, like, my life, man. Like, that was my identity. And, like, that was a big big thing for me when that ended like that was a big change in my life but like football fuck man i've had last two episodes i've been heavy on the football and like <laughs> yeah. i apologize to the audience if like they're sick of it but sorry um football just means so much to me because it's a game that brings so many different people from so many different walks of life in together for one ultimate goal and that's to win
0: like, yeah dude absolutely and it was just so it was so fun to get into football because i remember i came in late i started playing football when i was in eighth grade mm-hmm. so like i was like hey mom, i want to play football and she's like no and I'm like, well, I'm going to play anyways. So, <laughs> so I joined and it was so much fun. Like me and my friends just had a good time. And then um, I got injured. So I injured my back and I had like, I have I had sacroiliac joint dysfunction. And mm. so I had to go to PT and it wasn't strictly from football because I was just in like a growing phase of my life. So I had like a yeah. growth spurt and stuff like that. But football injured me right off the rip. And I was just like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. But I, I continued playing all the way up until I think my junior year of high school. But, um, yeah, I, I, I noticed that right off the rip of football, I got injured right away, and then I just kept taking hits. And for some people like that, like the hits of football, but, like, with me, I, I don't know, taking hits in my head, I was just always aware of it. I'm just like, this isn't for me. Mm. So, But I, 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 I'm so glad I ended up playing. I think it was like it's a sport that really teaches you a lot, and I wouldn't go back because it was so, much, it was so good. And, honestly, I love the coaching staff so much. Uh, Shout-out to Vernon Crawford. I was only there for a couple days, uh, like, like a gear working with you on like the JV and the varsity team a little bit here and there and you had like more stuff fo- focus on but you like you taught me so much about life and it was just incredible and I know you've talked about Vernon Crawford and the stuff that he says on the podcast before and and that guy is just incredible like yeah. he's just an incredible dude and and I remember he he would always tell me like what do you want out of life mm. like what do you want to get out of life like you got, you got to work hard for what you want. And like, and at the end of the day, like life is memories. Like nice. we're a family. He would always just like, we'd all be taking a knee at the end of practice. And he'd just be like, yo guys, we're a family. Like mm-hmm. we got, we got to like each other. We got to work together and we got to go after it. And it's just little things like that. Like Vernon Crawford, man. Great dude.
1: Yeah. Dude. There's so many, so many valuable lessons I learned from him as a coach. And like, that's one person i love to get in the podcast. So if he ever listens to these episodes, like I hope he can hop on one day, but like, the lessons you learned, not just from him, but football in general, like, man, that real team atmosphere, like, it's so huge. It's a brotherhood, and, like, you need to have that. Because there's going to be days where you're fighting with your brothers. Like, it happens. Like, there's going to be days where you, you don't want to fucking line up next to that, that dude on your team. Like, that <laughs> happens. Like, that's part of the whole thing. Like, sometimes you have to line up in Oklahoma drill and fucking get it done, and, like, sometimes <laughs> it takes that. Like, sometimes you get to beat up on your brother, brother like, that happens, like, that's life, and, like, it really teaches you, like, when you're kind of, like, down, like, like, I picture those late game moments when shit's, like, kind of, like, it's towards the end, whether, like, you're winning or losing, like, you gotta keep grinding, like, until all four quarters are done, you gotta grind, and, like, I try to take that mentality to life a little bit, where you gotta continue to grind, like, there's four quarters like you got to keep going like i'd love to be able to live to 100 years like i'm fast approaching my 25th birthday like (laughs) honestly it's like less than a month and like i've been in super reflective like mind state lately and i've this past month has been fucking phenomenal for my own personal growth like for people who haven't checked a lot of my stuff out with my personal instagram it's jared m carroll but like i share a lot of my fitness stuff and like i haven't felt this good since like i did my senior year of high school playing football like my body feels good, my mind feels good, like, I have slip ups, like, shit, I've slipped up this week, honestly, like, that happens, but, like, to pick my shit back up, I've been trying to do it today, I've been trying to, I'll try to do it again tomorrow, like, you pick it up and focus, and that's something that football teaches you, you get hit, you fall down, you get back up, and you keep going, and, like, you're gonna get, you're gonna keep getting hit, that's life, though, you're gonna keep getting knocked in the mouth, like, thing is though what I liked about football was I liked that physicality I liked getting hit like that really taught
0: that like toughness for me like because that's something I didn't have so that's that's the thing man for for me football was not I did not like the physicality of it it hurt and I was like this fucking hurts man like I don't like it but I'm glad I did it because it taught me that it is so representative of life Mm -hmm. like I've realized I'm gonna get hit in life and I'm gonna fall down and the most important thing is to get back up and like as much as I did not like football. That's what it taught me, and it's been sticking with me my entire life, and so far. And I think it's just so important to always get back up, never, never get kicked down or fall down or get hit down and not get back up. Like you just got to keep going. Like life's too good to to not keep going.
1: Yeah, like it's it's super important to keep. I think that's one of the most important lessons that football can teach you. Absolutely. Like the game of football is so correlated to life. Like it's that's why I love it so much because there's really not a lot of sports that can relate to life like that. Like. Like I mean, I think I could be wrong on this, so if someone could fact check me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think the game of football was somewhat designed about based off of like war, almost like the strategic, like at like um like the back and forth, like the defensive and offensive kind of scheme schematics of it. But like, it really makes a lot of sense when I look at it like that. And, like you're battling the other team, you could be like it's like war basically like people always say we're going to war with before those games and like oh yeah like it felt like that like you're going to war with these other again with your brothers against this other school and like i love that man if, if there's one thing i could ever go back and relive it's just to play play one more game of football like that like that organized like with those people like I know it's one of those things where you never get back and it's not, it's it happens as life. We all grow, we get older and we move on with different things. And like, I've completely changed like my perspective on a lot of the stuff. Like even the way I used to look at the game of football, like I'm more conscious about like head injuries and things like that. And I try not to focus about that as much anymore. It's like, that's why I switched towards like the mental health stuff. And like, there's a lot of things that I've talked about about football, like, like the man up shit or like, don't cry, like a, don't cry like a baby. Like, like, you can't be feminine and play football, like, type thing. Like, I hated that. And, like, I hated that back then because it was just always one of those things It's like, they're trying, to, they're trying to build you up, and, like, I get it, and I understand it. It's kind of the way those generational things go. But, like, that whole man-up shit just never really stuck with me. And, like, as I got on later in life, that was something I really looked at was, like, I hate that mentality, like the man-up mentality.
0: Yeah, well, that's just toxic masculinity mentality, and that's just part of culture. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how we were this – this society has brought up and like i feel like we're starting to squash that definitely you know what i mean and i think it's really important that we're doing that because it it, it, it can be toxic you know because males in society can be more aggressive more masculine and if you if they hide their feelings or take a step back or anything like that then it can just come out in a very aggressive unsettling way mm. to other people and that's where the to- toxic masculinity comes from and it's just so wrong and i think we're like you said you're starting to like get away from that. And I think it's really good and really important.
1: Yeah, one of the things that, the classic thing I always say on every podcast, feel your (laughs) feelings. Like, that is becoming my thing. Like, it's my motto. Like, it's in my bio. Like, I'm just so big on that. And like, especially for you men out there who listen to this podcast, feel your fucking feelings. Like, God damn. There's so many of us that like, we're taught not to. We're taught that it's weak, that it's like not masculine to do that when it's honestly the fucking opposite
0: yeah and i mean sometimes i mean it's it's like it's almost like an easier said than done thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like who wants to break down like when they're not when they're not feeling good like who wants to fall apart like no one wants to fall apart you know what i mean but like people just need to understand like it's okay because when you fall down you're going to get back up mm-hmm. you know and, and people and and you see like instances of like abuse or whatever it's like somebody's holding something back for so long and then they just explode Like, I I feel like you got to feel your feelings, but like responsibly, respectfully, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't just feel them and have no consequences because everything you do in life is going to have consequences. Yeah.
1: Big time. I think a big portion of part of like the feel your feelings is to one, feel them two understand them, three, learn and then heal. Like I would say also,
0: and then move forward. Yeah. Use them to drive your, yourself forward.
1: That's a big thing is like. You have to understand your emotions. But to understand them, you have to first feel them. Like, bottling things up, like you say, leads to a lot of abusive relationships. Or abuse in relationships, I should say. is because usually one partner or the other is holding back on a lot of their emotions and not expressing them in the manner that they should. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. It's not really taught. It's not even taught in school how to really feel your shit and, like, express yourself. Like, it's basically, you go to school, you take the basics, like... It is what it is. Like we go to your gym class, like your health class. Like they don't even really, I don't really remember even being taught about mental health. Like I don't really
0: remember. No, never talking about that. No, it was never a thing. I mean, I feel like it was kind of sidetracked or pushed aside with the, especially with the incredible, amazing school system we brought up. And I don't remember ever having a conversation about mental health, even in like a health class. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe, I don't
1: know. They talk about like, I think that like the basics, like the suicide, the depression, the anxiety, like they talk about it, but like, it's like, a chapter in a book you know like it's we skim over it, it's what we're supposed to cover but like they don't really at least from my personal experience like i don't remember like being taught how to deal with these things appropriately and like in a society where it's so stress-based like from like especially late high school into those college years or whatever career path you go to from there on is like stress immediate stress and we're not really taught how to deal and manage that you know
0: One thing that I'm really grateful for that my brother gave me one Christmas a couple years ago, he gave me like the emotional intelligence 2.0 book. Mm. And like that is I recommend that book to anybody out there who is just trying to understand their emotions more and their feelings. Like it just makes you take a step back and like understand that emotional intelligence is a real thing. Oh, and like you can actually control Your intelligence in a certain type of way and you could you could feel your feelings respectfully and responsibly and and it's so good to understand yourself because when you understand yourself you can start to really understand others and connect with others and have better relationships so i mean just on the terms of that like i highly recommend that emotional intelligence book to anybody who is struggling with emotions or feelings or anything like that just just throwing it out there (laughs) oh hell yeah dude like
1: i'm big i've mentioned before about like just the term emotional intelligence like even this past year for my own self I think my emotional intelligence has increased like tenfold like I've been put in situations that I've never really I usually I used to try to avoid to be honest like I used to try to avoid that type of stuff To feel your emotions like not really like push myself towards like things like relationships and things like that it's just being really towards myself and like inner words and this year has really brought that out of me where I needed to like really understand that's why like I chose to go to therapy I was like I'm feeling feelings that I felt before and I want to be able to like appropriately deal with these in like a healthy manner and like I wasn't given the tools to do that like throughout my life so I elected therapy and like therapy has been fucking amazing like I've been since like I think it's been June so like I've been it for a few months and like I highly recommend it for anyone because like the thing is you don't have to have something wrong to go to therapy there's nothing wrong with wanting to talk to someone professionally because like they give you legit advice that can help you grow. And like you have to be willing to go into it honestly though. You have to be honest with yourself. And that is something I think a lot of people do not do. Like being honest with yourself takes a lot of self awareness. And that is something I've been huge about about lately, is just being more self aware and like understanding that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I wasn't sure getting on this podcast today if I was gonna talk about this, but I am okay so for people that i went to high school with or that knew me into like my transition from my senior year of high school like out into my freshman year of college um i i, I had a period of time where i went through like a ridiculous amount of panic attacks that i couldn't like understand what was going on in my world mm-hmm. and that sounds pretty extreme but i kind of like thought about it a lot recently and i learned how to cope with it when i was a kid i used to have um like, I used to, like, wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks and, like, not know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not diagnosed with any kind of anxiety disorder or anything like that. But I feel like there is a, a heavy weight of generalized anxiety anxiety in my life that I kind of constantly deal with. And I've, like, really been really good at coping with. And, like, I don't think it bothers me or affects my life in any way. But when I was a senior in high school, I I went through, like, I guess it was just, like, almost like everybody goes through their all, what am I going to do next? Kind of like mindset. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that it was just going to cause like a ridiculous amount of debilitating anxiety in my life that resulted in, in me feeling like going through like a period of like depersonalization and not understanding who I was and kind of seeing things from a third person perspective. And if like, for anyone that's listening that knew me back in those days, like maybe you kind of saw that I was a little off and that I was kind of like bouncing back from something and I wasn't like exactly myself, but, um, Mental health is, and mental illness are huge. Like, they're not a joke. And like everybody, like you said in one of your podcasts, everybody's perspective is valid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people can have it worse than others, but it's a scale. You know what I mean? It, but it's it's your scale. Like, everybody has a different thing about them. And and you, every time I listen to one of your podcasts, you talk about how you're starting your therapy now. And y- you mixed with a combination of some motivation and inspiration from my, my girlfriend I think I personally, even though I have learned to cope with my anxiety from my past experience and how I cope with it in my life, I think I am going to seek out therapy. Mm. And you, I will say, Jared, you have inspired me a great deal to take that next step. Like you said, you don't need something wrong with you to go to anxiety. I mean, to go to anxiety, to go to therapy, because I think that a little bit of generalized anxiety that has no impact in my life and like my goals and what I do in my daily life doesn't mean that I can't go to therapy and make my life better and make the quality of my life better. So. That's fucking well One,
1: thank you for fucking, like, even saying that on the podcast, dude. Like, I think that is powerful fucking statement to say that based on the, even just some of the things that I've talked about openly, like, that you're willing to admit that, hey, I would like to go to see therapy. Like, I think it's like, I see a therapist. I think it's, like, powerful. That's brave. Like, that's important to say, like, like I said, there's nothing ever wrong with that. I think it's Yeah, there's it, not. There really amazing.
0: isn't. It can only benefit your life, but you have to be honest with yourself. Like you said, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you go in there thinking this is shit, like if nothing's gonna change, like my life sucks or whatever, it's not it's gonna stay like that. You gotta be honest with yourself and motivated to look for something better. And therapy can only help. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's nothing wrong with it. Go do it. I think a lot of people I've I've heard a lot of people, oh, therapy sucks.
1: Therapy doesn't help. Like therapists don't like they don't help or whatever and <laughs> like like you got to do your part yeah you, got, <laughs> you know what i mean it's like anything else in life you got to put in the effort like you got to yeah. try you got to be willing to work and like the hardest thing to do in life i think is to work on yourself
0: yeah absolutely because
1: that takes a lot of fucking inner work and like a lot of people are scared of what's inside
0: yeah i, I would totally agree man <laughs> it's kind of crazy
1: like cuz i think a lot of like that goes back to like suppressing our emotions suppressing our feelings like we feel these tra- traumatic events that go on in our lives whether it's family mother – excuse me family mother death wow i cannot talk today <laughs> family member deaths um relationships like traumatic like car accidents like anything like that those these traumatic things that happen in our lives we're not really taught in how to deal with those sometimes. And like we suppress those feelings, we move on. People, maybe people drink, people smoke, whatever. Like hang out with friends, stay busy, whatever it is. Like people have trauma responses to avoid dealing with trauma. Oh, absolutely. And we need to get to the place in society where we one, acknowledge those at first. And then, two, what can we do to help that person? overcome these traumatic events the best we possibly can so it doesn't dehabilitate them to prevent them from expressing themselves fully and damaging not only their own life but lives of other people and that is so important to acknowledge you know what I'm saying
0: dude I'm like I got like a big smile on my face because I was gonna transition a little into the career path that I chose and why you just answered my question like I'm going back to school to get my master's in clinical psychology I want to become a licensed mental health counselor Like your, your aunt, I'm like, what was it? Like the second episode, third episode, third episode. That was like intriguing, dude. Like, I'm like, all right, that's what I want to do. Like, let's see what she's doing. You know what I mean? But anyways, you kind of answered my question on why, you know what I mean? It's just everybody, like you said, everybody has those experiences. Everybody's uh, like perception is valid and everybody's experience is valid and everyone goes through trauma. I don't care who you are there's something in your life unless you're completely perfect that has damaged you or has scarred you or just hit you in the face you know everybody gets hit in the face and like you just got to deal with it and you got to learn how to deal with it properly in a Mm -hmm. healthy way and like that's it and you already answered my question for me on why i I studied psychology in the first place and why i went to school for it and why i want to make a career in that first place so let's make that let's make that whole (laughs) no problem
1: let's make that whole transition though into like your career path talking about school a little bit more and then like obviously you're in the military so we can kind of talk about that too and like Go into that a little bit and why you chose to do these things completely.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm 18 years old and I'm like, what do I do next with my life? And I'm having all this anxiety and I'm like, why does my brain think these crazy things? It's like, oh, what else am I going to go to school for? Psychology. Let's learn about my brain. I I was one of those lucky people who knew what I wanted to do right off the rip. Not everybody's like that. How can you expect somebody to know what they want to do when they're 17, 18 years old? I feel like it's a lucky small percentage of people that actually get that. And for some reason I feel like I fell into that category mm-hmm. and I was lucky for that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I feel like a lot of people will be like, Oh, what am I, what am I going to do next? But like I had an idea and I made it a reality and I studied the right thing and I had the, the best experience in college. Like it was just great. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like I know some people have bad experiences in college. Some people have great experiences in college. Some people come out with way too much debt. Some people come out with no debt. Like, I don't know what everyone's experience is, but I was lucky enough to have a great one. Mm. And, and, um, what was your question again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about like your transition, obviously, into college, like what you kind of talked about, and then the military.
0: Oh, the military, yeah. So for well, everybody listening out there, I'm uh am in the military. I'm in the National Guard. I've been in the National Guard for almost four years now, which is kind of crazy.
1: What kind of led you to that like decision to join? So up?
0: so after my first year of college, when I was still kind of bouncing back from trying to find out or figure out who I was more, I realized throughout my like high school career and my young adolescent life, I was un—I undis- was unmotivated, not disciplined and I was just kind of like strolling through life doing what everybody else wanted me to do you know, mm. I had horrible grades, I was, I personally think that I wasn't, I, I didn't have a solid foundation of friends and I just felt like I, I wasn't connecting with people and I was just struggling, I'm just like this isn't what I want to do like I realized I was comfortable that's exactly it, I realized I was comfortable and I was just going through the motions blindly and I was like screw it. Screw that. Like I want to do more. I want to become part of something more. I want to have some kind of identity to myself. That's not fully reflected all the time of what my, how my brothers are. And I want to go do something on my own and become my own person. So one day, um, my mom was kind of giving me the pressure. Like when I came home from college one day when I was a freshman and she's like, you got to start figuring your stuff out. Like you got to learn how to pay for school. You got to learn your finances. You got to, figure out what you want to do if you want to go back to school after you graduate, because we're helping you a little bit along the way, but it's on you, you know what I mean? And that kind of just shook me, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And then it was like the next week when I went back to school, I found like one of those pamphlets for the guard, all the benefits, all the experience, all the travel, and I was like, sign me up. I enlisted like a couple weeks later. And then uh, that summer after school when everyone was heading home, you know, for summer break or whatever, I was marching in Cadence down in Fort Leonard Wood with my head shaved. How was that experience? Oh, man, dude. Basic training was cool. It was fun. It is exactly like the movies. I don't really care what anyone says. Like, you go to the range, you shoot guns, you have your head shaved, you get yelled at by drill sergeants. It (laughs) was so much fun, dude. But I was also disappointed. It wasn't what I expected it to be. It was too soft. And what I mean by that is they had a lot of strict protocol. You realize once you get into a big organization like that, how expensive it is to get people there, how serious it is of what you're doing. And just how you really are part of something bigger than yourself. And because of that, they almost seemed like... And of course, there's a lot of changes going on in the world today. We're an evolving society that's becoming more equal and better. And we're just a better group of people. And I feel like that slightly made the military a little bit more soft. I don't think that any, anywhere in the world should discriminate. Absolutely not. Especially not in the military. But for years, you know what I mean? The military is All males. It is all masculine. It is all get yelled at. Do the hard work and go to war. You know what I mean? That's what the military is. And the training for me that I saw took a step back because we realized we were in 100 degree weather. People were falling out. People were dropping. People were getting sent home. And it costs the army a lot of fucking money to send somebody home that comes in wanting to do this. You know what I mean? People come wanting to do this and then they get sent home. So what what do they do, especially with such a small military in this country? They kind of make it a little easier so we can have more soldiers more military servicemen and that I'm not saying it was a bad experience, but it was definitely a little, not as demanding and challenging as I expected Mm -hmm. with the kind of mindset that I was going into it as. But then I realized once you're in the army or once you're in the military in general, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a little easy to get your foot in the door. And then if you want to be harder, be more hardcore and go further, that's where you get the specialty. You get Mm -hmm. the special ops, you get the Rangers in the Navy, you get the SEALs. You know what I mean? You can go further and more badass. But for me, at least, it wasn't enough. Mm. So
1: I feel like you're, right. you're
0: not the first person to say yeah. that to me either. I definitely uh, heard it's, that. It's not like it was a bad thing. It's not. You know what I mean? We have a very small military in this country compared to the population of the country. So we want more people. Because the thing about the military is a lot of people are support. Not a lot of people. Like myself, I'm not. I'm not an infantry guy. Like I'm not going to hold a weapon like in combat. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. not what my job is. A lot of people are support and you need a lot of technical people and a lot of people to support the fight. And that's where you get a lot of people that you wouldn't think are soldiers or servicemen that become soldiers and servicemen. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So anyways, to transition a little more going on to the military, because I could talk about this forever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I enlisted. I was a private. I had no experience. I just got out of Missouri and I went home and I was like, okay, I want a little bit more. So and I also, I also realized the, the, the gravity of the situation. Like, you're in the military. They can take you whenever they want. And I was like, I want to finish school. I don't want to be interrupted by whatever the Army could ask for me. I want to finish school. So what I did was I was like, I also want to finish school without interruptions, and I want a challenge. So I joined ROTC to become a military officer instead. And that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Because it gave me that same structure that I lost when I left high school with sports. Because I realized... ROTC in college is like a sport Mm -hmm. it's like a club you know what I mean so I got to get that team aspect back and you realize that that's what the military is you're a team you're a family and in ROTC I did three years of training in military science and war war science education and all that good stuff and it was just incredible I made some great friends that I'm still great friends with today all over the world I got I got the opportunity in ROTC to go to Europe to go to Korea um to travel to Kentucky like and I didn't think that program in college at my school little state school in Massachusetts would afford me to do all these things and it was incredible mm. like I have seen some awesome things and it was all from joining the military dude like I just love it so much it's it's part of me it made my identity like individual and I just really like it and I think and I also want to if you don't mind me asking, I want to know what your brother does in the military because I hear you always talk about it on these podcasts, but I don't know what he does.
1: Yeah, basically a military police officer. Like I don't know, like obviously the exact mm. job title offhand, but he's stationed in. I don't know if I actually should say that. He's out in Spain, okay. and like he's been in the navy ten about ten years now, mm. and his experience has been pretty great. Like he's been to parts of japan like he was in washington for a little bit he came back to i think it was like new hampshire maine um border over there for a little bit he had a lot of great experiences and he met his current wife and they're happy out there she was also in the navy as well so like it's like part of the reason why i wanted to at first was like seeing his experience and like i thought he had a cool experience and like he's definitely dealt with his own personal stuff like obviously i think a lot of people who are in the service deal with their, a lot of their own personal stuff. you're separated from family from friends like that is tough for a lot of people like mm. that's something that yeah. I, I think that's like the underchecked thing a lot with people who join the service is people who a lot of them never really get away from where they're from and like i think that's a big thing to talk about like what was like your first experience with that like I don't know if you've like you were tra- like super into traveling when you were younger but like was that like when you joined and went to basic was that like your first like
0: big experience away from family and It, it was my first time flying on a plane alone. Mm. It was I think it might have been my first time ever flying on a plane actually, but it was my first time getting away from my family. It was the first time. I mean, I was fortunate enough to travel around all the East Coast. My my parents liked to camp when we were kids, you know what I mean? So we would travel a lot. But it was my first time going out on my own. And it led one thing led to another. So it went from Missouri to um, to Europe, to Kentucky, and then out to Korea all in the course of two years. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was just like a culture shock. And I highly recommend if you can afford to do it in your life, travel. Mm-hmm. And talk to as many people of as many different cultures as you can. I have buddies right now in Lithuania who are like are dying for me to come back. And like I will go back to them because one, I, I know in my future I'll be able to afford to and I don't think they would be able to afford to come here as easily to this country. So like I will get my ass back out there to see them. And like, that's just, it's incredible. You know what I mean? Like, but all I'll say when it comes to the travel is like, it's a culture shock and you Mm. realize how small you are in the world when you get out there and you see some things and you talk to people. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I
1: honestly, that was something that when I really, like I talk about all the time on the podcast, like just when I moved to Texas, just moving away. And then I went to visit my brother in Spain for a little bit, like which was amazing. Like Spain was amazing. If anyone's ever, never been to Spain, please go to Spain. Like it's a beautiful country, but going to just other countries is really important just to see how they operate. Cause it's so different than how
0: we do oh, things yeah, in the United I, States. Like you, you get, you get so people don't even know because it's, it's an ignorance thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. People get so stuck in their lifestyle that they grew up in. They lived, but it's not their fault. Like that's all, yeah. you know, you are a product of your environment, you know, but you need to get out there and be uncomfortable. And go see things and do things you 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 didn't know you could do, because if you just get if you just stay in the same environment, you're not going to grow. You're not like it's that simple. And and I, I am fortunate enough that I almost I almost got to travel around the last couple of years, not spend a dime. Like it was, how often do you get to do that? You know what I mean. And I just I highly recommend getting out there and traveling, getting out of your comfort zone, moving even if you want to move away or something like that, try it. And you, you can, you, you just talked on that yourself, dude. Like you went to Texas for a couple of years and it was, I know you said it wasn't the best experience. Texas was great. Georgia was, Georgia, Georgia was bad. Okay. I didn't have a great experience in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> talked
1: about that quite a few times. <laughs> Toxic work environments. Yeah. And I actually just like, saw the other day, um, someone that I, not that like I used to work with specifically, but it was in the same like program that I was in, uh, I saw that she had dropped the podcast recently hmm. and she's talking a lot of the same stuff that I'm talking about and like how she's just was uncomfortable with this nine to five stuff. Like she's not feeling as fulfilled, like talking about a lot of things that I started thinking about and like why I push towards making my own hmm. podcast and like just to be able to see someone else coming from the same type of like program, the same company was like kind of cool. It was like, that's where I was, like almost like a year ago, a yeah, little bit yeah, too. Yeah. Like to see like that, and like it made me really reflect on my own self too, because I am. We're fast approaching the one year in this podcast, like next, like next month, and that itself it's that. Like this time period for me, not to make this about me, but this time, <laughs> <laughs> this time period for me is like my birthday's coming up soon, and like now that like the podcast is around this time, like the end of the year, like. It's just a really reflective time for me. I'm a really reflective person, I think. I think I think it's important to be that. And if you're not, you should definitely try to work on being that type of person. But being able to look at the things that you've not only accomplished, but things you failed at. Things that you, you set out to achieve and you didn't
0: achieve. like, Dude, failure is so important. Nobody likes to get smacked in the face, but it is it is the best tool for growth. It is the best tool for growth, man. And I'm going to bring it back to... um like just, just my experience so far with the military dude. Um, I'm only doing what I'm doing in the military now. And I chose the job I have now as a military officer because I failed so bad during one of my training events. Um, so, I mean, I'll just put it out there. I'm a, I'm a medical officer, I'm a medical operations officer. So I'm an administrator and basically my entire job is coordinated on having a casualty and transporting them to a hospital. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot more to it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, But like, that's the basis. and And if I wouldn't have been able to pick this job and find what I wanted to do, if I didn't fail so miserably when I went to one of my training events where I was like evaluated, I actually had like a mass casualty and killed like a bunch of people in a scenario. And I was like, okay, I failed so bad. And I thought I was going to fail the school. And I was like, this is horrible. And then I ended up passing the school and instead it taught me that failure put me on the path that I need to go on. Mm. And it was just incredible. And that's a funny story. Some of my friends will roast me on that <laughs> because like, I just ended up like simi like it was a simulation, but I killed a bunch of people. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? But like, like, that is, but like, it's a, it's a learning experience. Right. It like, is man.
1: And it's <laughs> glad that's happening in a simulation, obviously. Yeah, cuz that makes absolutely. you really, re- it makes you realize like, damn, like we're not playing around when this comes to real life anymore. Exactly. Like, so like. To be able to have something like that, too, to train people in the service, I think that's fucking awesome that like, they can do that.
0: Dude, I don't know if... I mean, I, I'm speaking from my perspective, but I'm sure other people in the, in the service out there can understand this, too. It's like, I've noticed that at least the Army, they, they train harder than the real thing. So you're more prepared, you know? And mm. that's what I've noticed, and it's been tough, and I like it. You know what I
1: mean? I mean, that's definitely. I think it's definitely important that they do that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't want to get your, your soldiers out there, and then it's like... Yeah, this is nothing, this is, like, (laughs) way harder than our training, like, you know, like, whether people have panic attacks, because we're obviously human, like, anxiety, whatever happens, like, you don't want those scenarios to pop out in the field of battle, or whatever they're doing, like, because at that point, you're costing possible lives, and, like, you don't want that to happen, so I I definitely can understand why you want to, like push them as hard as you can in those training environments. It makes a lot of sense to me, at least.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just a, just a life lesson that I learned from the military is you have to get out of your comfort zone to grow. Like, that's the... it's. I don't even want to go any further than that. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to be uncomfortable and do things you don't want to do in order to grow. It's that simple. And it's just... Just just, just be uncomfortable. Mm. That's where you're going to grow. That, I can't really say it a different way.
1: <laughs> no, it definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Like, like I said, like this time period for me is always super reflective like and put like doing a podcast in general is like stepping out of your comfort zone like you're doing it right
0: now like you said Uh, dude I am so uncomfortable right now like I'm kind of like choking on my words like I'm almost like sitting back
1: you're you're well into this like you're pretty good you're definitely warmed up and like it's flowing at this point like I'm not even going to tell you where we're at but like it's just like people who and this goes for everyone that's come on the podcast I'm super appreciative to the fact that people are willing to step out of that comfort zone to come on this podcast and like talk like because there's not really people around us i don't think that are doing that like Mm -hmm. to have a platform like this to just talk about yourself and like real life shit like talk about our feelings
0: dude i don't care who you are everybody likes to talk about themselves like everyone does everyone likes to talk about themselves and it makes them feel good It's like, it's so true. Like if you're not, if you don't like to talk about yourself, you're lying. No, (laughs) facts. Like, Like, I'll
1: be honest. I watch all my TikTok videos probably more than anybody watches them. (laughs) Like I watch my Snapchat story more than anybody watches it. Like I have a damn picture of myself over my bed. Like (laughs) I love myself. I'm infatuated with myself. Like, and that's important to be like that. I'm not like conceited when I say that, that I love myself like that. I love myself that much because I pour into myself. Mm -hmm. I work on myself. Like I have flaws. I'm not the I'm I'm not the most positive person all the time. I have toxic traits. Like that's part of the person who I am. And being able to acknowledge that is like super important. Like I'm big on that. Like if you're not acknowledging the things that aren't great about you, you're not gonna ever really grow into the person who you're ultimately meant
0: to be. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just putting a lot of focus on optimism. Mm -hmm. Like if you can stay optimistic, you, you already have an edge. You know what I mean? You already have an edge on getting things done that you want to do and, and just tackling what you want to get, like what you want to do. It's, it's just be optimistic. Look for the best in things like consciously look for the better of stuff. Like with the people you talk to, look for good traits on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the situation you're presented with, look at how you can make it better. You know what I mean? With your relationships, look at what you can do to help somebody else. Like little things. It's like little things that produce value and, and just like stay optimistic, man. Right
1: there, value. So I've never asked this question to anybody on the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I've been thinking about trying to incorporate this in some point. Port. Por- wow, excuse me. Cannot fucking talk today. Portions of the podcast talking about values. What would you say some of your like core values are? That's a hard question. No, that too. is a hard question. That's a hard question.
0: I would say if you need me to go first, I can go well, first and give you, you some can, example. All right, I'll, I'll I'll start it off, but then I'll I'll go after you again. All right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I I take a lot of pride in being honest. You know what I mean? If you're you're honest and... Okay, okay, okay. So I think it's been instilled in me with the military, but the army has army values. Like there's there's just... And I, I like all of them and I live by all of them and they really do. They're important. You know what I mean? And that's why I personally, when I see somebody in uniform, I have a lot of respect because I know because I'm in the military myself, the kind of values that these people live by and strive to live by. No one's perfect. You know what I mean? But if you can strive to live by good values, like good for you, man. Like that's impressive. But anyways, like I'm really big on honesty. I think just openness and honesty and having some honor in yourself. Like that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep going, but I want you to.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm, I was definitely going to say honesty too. I think honesty is a very important value to have as a person to be able to communicate communication. I'd say it's like mm-hmm. definitely one of my second values and like, that's one of the things I've worked on in therapy was like actually looking at what I value, like what's important to me and communication, honesty. And like when I say honest, that falls into being real, like mm-hmm. not being afraid to tell mm-hmm. someone the fucking truth, even if fuck if it hurts. Like you got to be brave enough to tell people how you feel and what you feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm big on that. Like even if it's going to hurt their feelings, Even if it's going to hurt your feelings to tell them that stuff, you have to be able to tell them that. And you can't get
0: upset on how they react to what you're going to say. You got to just be honest. You got to be open. People like that. Dude, some of my friends that I met in college, like, they're like, oh, you're so upfront. Like, why are you so, like, so upfront about things? I'm like, because I'm just being honest right now. And then you, 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 people, you might think people would be upset about it. But, like, from me being honest to people, I've gotten a lot of, like, positives back. Like, thank you. Like, nobody's ever honest like that. Why are people so passive? Like it's actually kind of appreciative to be honest even when what you're saying is not totally positive or good. You know what I mean? But being yeah. honest helps. Yeah. Like I just like I'd rather someone
1: tell me like straight up like, hey, like I like even if it doesn't matter who it is, like, hey, like, I don't like the way what you're saying right there or like, hey, I don't even like you. Like I just like I disagree with the stuff you say and like that's fine. Like, there's no hatred from me towards you. Like it's just I'd rather you tell me that stuff, though. Right. Like, so like people like the
0: transparency. Yeah,
1: like if you have something wrong with if you don't like something I say, let me know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'll be honest, like I might not care cuz like yeah. I
0: yeah. don't
1: really focus on people other people's opinions and that's something that I've definitely gotten better at more recently than not is being okay with understanding that people might not like you. People might not like your opinion. People might not like what you say. I'm fine with that cuz you know what? Back to what I was saying, I love myself. I love what I say. I'm cool with who I am and like if that makes you uncomfortable, that's a you problem. That ain't a me problem. Like yeah. that's a sign of possible insecurity on in that person. Maybe it's some stuff that they need to work on and like that's cool. Like totally fine. You gotta do that work and that's a you thing. Hmm. And like I am trying to get better at not taking other people's problems and making them my own. Cause I'm an, I'm very empathic, where I take on a lot of people's emotions and their problems and make them my own. Cause I'm I've always in my life tried to be like somewhat of a fixer. Sometimes, mm, like I've, I'm trying to like help you get you through yeah. your problems. I'm trying to help you to get to you, like your best possible self. And sometimes I forget, don't pour too much into other people. You got to stay
0: focused on what I you think, need to I, accomplish. I, I too. think that's like a balance thing because yeah. you just got to have balance in your own life. And and I I learned I feel like I just learned lessons in different parts of my life, man. But when I went to... I did an internship in New Bedford in like a poverty-stricken community and... Um, Sick watch. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I actually just got a new Garmin and I, I love this thing, man. I couldn't, I couldn't that was be cool, more
1: appreciative. That was a cool beep. I'm yeah, well, the,
0: the beep told me to get walking because it was like you've been sitting for too long. But anyways, all right. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. Um, fuck. Um I feel like I learned a lot of. Oh, yes, all right, yes, so yes. I feel like I learned a lot of lessons at different points in my life, and mm-hmm. and when I was I did an internship in like a really poverty-stricken community down in New Bedford, and I saw a lot of homeless people and stuff like that, and it really. What were we talking about? I had something going with this, and I was I like, "I thought I'm lost like, now, you, man. you You were
1: just on that, but I like, no,
0: I lost it because <laughs> <yes, I, laughs> And
1: God. that that's what I like about the podcast, though, because like. <laughs> It's a real conversation. We're yeah, fucking yeah. laughing. We're fucking having fun. We're just bullshitting, <laughs> dude, like that's like Joe Rogan was just talking about this today, like why he likes being like the open and honest podcast. Like mm-hmm. he likes just hitting record and letting it go. Like you fuck up, you fuck up. Like it's fine. Like because that shows you we're not better than nobody. We're just having a conversation yeah. on two um, in front of <laughs> microphones. Like we're just bullshitting at the end of the day.
0: Ah, man I really don't know <laughs> yeah I like, don't know either man I mean going going back to the values thing man another yeah, another definitely. value that I, I really take serious is is loyalty oh, like dude if you're gonna have friendships in your life or relationships in your life or anything like you gotta be loyal to people you gotta have, be committed you gotta you gotta take things seriously mm. you know what I mean and I'm just really big on that and I feel like that even just coincides with honesty like if you're loyal and you say what you're gonna do and you commit, like, you're going to be honest about it, too, you know? I feel like a lot of a lot of core values that I hold kind of just, like, overlap with each other. Yeah. Like, it's support. almost like you can't, like, separate them. But, I mean, everybody's got a different opinion on Yeah, I think everyone,
1: like, like we talked about earlier, like, everyone has their own values. Everyone has their own opinions. Everyone has their emotions. And they're all valid. Oh, yeah. And that's the one thing is validating other people's feelings, other people's emotions, other people's opinions. Like, everyone has a valid opinion. Everyone has a valid right to their emotions everyone has a valid right to their feelings like we all have that and like we should all be given that and in today's society is a huge problem where people like go back and forth like obviously we're not getting into politics but people just like want to go back and forth and hate people
0: for having opinions Mm. like see the, the thing that's tough is that it's like the agree to disagree thing but every single person like no matter who you are you have core values that you can't shake and that's just like every person is like that because you believe in things that you believe in. You know what I mean? And, but in today's society and how the world is, like, you got to understand that everybody has those core values that are unshakable. And, like, whether you're, you have a more individualistic, like, mindset or collectivistic or you're a certain religion or anything like that, and you believe things, like, you're going to believe things and you're going to be a product of your environment. But you got to also take a step back and understand that your way isn't always the right way. Mm hmm. Just because your perspective, yes, it is valid, it's not the only valid way. That's facts. Like, I think
1: a lot of people get stuck in their own way sometimes. Like, be willing to take that step back and understand, like, you might be wrong. Your belief and your opinions might be wrong. And being willing to be wrong is something that people are (laughs) afraid to do like i'm not afraid to be wrong i'm not afraid to say shit that's wrong
0: you you can never be afraid to be wrong because when you're wrong you open up an entire window of growth when you're just like okay i was wrong what can i do to be right or do it better and then that just changes a whole like you clicks in your brain of how you can be better In so many different ways. And you gotta be open to being wrong. And I also think you gotta be open to not knowing everything. I feel like a lot of people too are scared of like, oh, I don't know this, so let me shy away from it. Let me be passive. I don't know the answer, so let me hide. Or something like that. Like Embrace an idea or a a reality that you don't know everything. Because once you do, then you're less nervous about learning. And then you can just start absorbing everything around you and you can just feel more confident in your skin. You know, like
1: no definitely I think that's like some fucking solid ass advice dude like the one thing too we are getting towards no way dude yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. before I even said it this voice is like nah no way it's like (laughs) obviously you know how I end all my podcasts the same type of question Mm -hmm. so is there anything aside from that that you want to discuss before we get to
0: that no man I think this was great I think all I'm gonna say to that is wow I just had a really bad voice crack there (laughs) I think all I'm gonna say to that is I'll be back. You know what I mean? I'll come back on. I absolutely. think this was this was fun, man. And I mean podcast is, is one thing and it's like a it's like a formal kind of setting. And I think we could do a lot offline too, me and you. Because I feel like we didn't we didn't hang out when we grew up, but we're right down the street. So like I'm definitely down to connect off the podcast. Oh absolutely. But man. um but yeah, no, I'll be back. I think this was fun, man. I enjoyed it. And it's, it's kind of, it kind of does suck that like as soon as I started to get into flow, it's like when it's over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I tell everyone, I'm like, you come on, everyone's a little nervous and then they're like they're flowing and going and then it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And eventually, eventually these podcasts, I will allow them to get longer and longer. I'm just in the early stage of this mm-hmm. podcast, so I don't like to let the episodes go too long. Oh yeah. And I also want people to come back. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like, that inspires me to come back.
1: It's yeah. like, oh, I
0: know how I'm feeling now. Like, let me oh, like, get back there.
1: Now you've already been on. We don't have to introduce you no more. Right. You come on. We reference the last episode. This episode, episode 34, <laughs> we reference this episode. And then we just start oh, wheeling man. and dealing, catch up on the stuff we catch up on, and we just talk life like we just did. And
0: That's going to be crazy. I look forward to that as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. And I think this is, like, a really cool thing going. I know you kind of keep it to an hour and stuff, and I know a few have gone over. But, like, dude, I know you probably listened to it. Like, the Joe Rogan podcast with Post Malone. Yeah. That shit was four hours long. Yeah. And I listened to the whole thing like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you can get there. You just keep doing this, man. You're going to have these awesome podcasts that just keep flowing and flowing and flowing. And, like, people want to be on here talking. Because, like, yeah, this is it. This is the end. But, like, I could keep going. Yeah. But, like, I'll be back.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) the cool thing, too. Like, that's eventually is the goal to be on to have those long-ass conversations. Like, that's Mm. the goal. But realistically i know people probably don't want to listen to me talk for fucking four hours <laughs> and that's fine that's fine we'll get there though we'll get there <laughs> like in general the cool thing too is like people do reach out now and they want to come on and like i've had a few like i'm pretty booked until like november almost like i have like like episodes like i'm starting to look towards the end of the year i'm like book. like i'm gonna like <laughs> like i don't know how i to squeeze everybody in but like it's just so cool that people want to come on like i remember when i first started this people were kind of like people were nervous about doing it, like, there was nothing to go off of, and, like, now I kind of have, like, a a slate of stuff, and people are like, hey, I'm down, like, I want to be a part of what you got going.
0: It's got It's a good thing going, dude, and it's so weird, because I remember saying I wanted to come on here, and now looking back, that was a year ago. Yeah. You know, I'm like, dude, this is a cool thing, man, I want to be on your podcast, and then what happened is the time to get it done was a year later. This thing's gonna be going for a while, man, it's so cool. I appreciate that, so... We are at the end. All right. (laughs) So I
1: usually end on the same question. What would your advice be to someone who wants to pursue their passion?
0: Okay. So you got to find your passion first. So keep learning. That's the first thing I'll say. Just keep learning. Like step out of the comfort zone. Don't be comfortable. Learn something new and find it. And then once you find it, like put your head down and work, but do it with balance. Because if you put your head down and work on your passion, once you do find it, like great for you if you did find it. Like that's amazing. But if you put your head down and work and avoid everything else in your life that's good, like all the sources of goodness around you, like your friends, your family, just like love, happiness, and joy, you're going to lose out on so much. So that's my advice. Find it and then put your head down and grind, but understand the balance of life.
1: Well fucking said, my dude. Jeff this has been a fantastic episode. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you so much more than you realize. You are straight up I've said it early in the episode, my number one supporter <laughs> for the podcast. Like thank you so much for coming on and I can't wait till the next one. Yeah, no, thank you man. This has been great great experience. Hell yeah. So I'll give my little spiel now. So if you guys like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your grandma, share with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like check it at the Carol Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major listening platforms. And until next time guys, bye.